Good morning. It's good to see folks. Um, if you're new, you're visiting GRX. My name's Scott. I'm the lead pastor here. And we are uh, in a series on the mission of God. And so today is the fifth message in our series on the mission of God. And what we've been looking at in the past is what is this big mission of God? And we've been hearing from different people who have come and preached, shared the message. So a few weeks back, we had the Chan family from Asia. They're serving as, as full-time missionaries there. And then the last couple of weeks, we had uh, Pastor Sally and Pastor Scott Weiss also sharing just their perspective on the mission of God. And what was great was listening to how they themselves, in their different ways, in their relationship with God, felt engaged and invited in to participate into the mission. And today, what we're going to talk about is my role. I mean, your role. What is your role? What is my role? What is our specific role in the mission of God? And there's going to be three things I want to say about that. Um, but just a little bit of a recap. The big mission of God if we could put a, the next slide up, please. The big mission of God is the salvation of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life, John three sixteen. That's why Jesus came, so that the whole world might be saved, that everybody would know how much God loves them. It's like the song that we just sang. And we sing that and it reminds us that this is God's big mission, that God wants to love the world and love you and love all people and spend eternity with all people in heaven. That's the big, that's the big mission. And so then Jesus' role is to be the savior of the world. He died on the cross, was resurrected on the third day for the forgiveness of all of our sins. And that's his role. That's his role. But we are also invited to participate in this big mission of God, in the big salvation of the world, showing love to the world through Jesus Christ. But because we're all each different, we all get invited into and participate into this mission of God in different ways. Because we are each different and we are each unique. So today, we'll be looking at your role. And you could ask yourself this question. What's my role? What, what is my role? And we'll get into that more. I mean, for me, my role, what is your role? What are you doing here? Like, why are you up there? What are you doing? Like for me, my role is to love all of you guys and to teach and to pastor and to disciple this community and lead us as a community so that we, all of us together, would grow into maturity in Jesus so that we also would participate in the mission. And so that's my role. So that's why I get up here week after week and for about 30 minutes, yammer on and on and on and on. 
And I try to tell a funny story and show you guys something that's kind of cool. And hey, think about this for the week. And why don't you try this? But I'm not just up here flapping my gums. I'm up here to participate in God's mission. That we as a church might participate in God's mission. And that you as an individual might participate in God's mission. So what is my role, if you could be asking this? What is my role? All right. I would like to say that when you ask this question, don't necessarily think, oh man, what does that mean? Like, it might be something like this, it might be something like that, it might be, might be I need to be a missionary in a foreign country, it might mean, mean to me and I need to go do this or that. When you ask this question, it might be something that's completely unexpected. <coughs> The response to this might completely break out of any box or any paradigm or any sort of churchy or Christianese or sort of cultural Christian kind of box. The participation that God may invite you into may be something that's completely unseen. And that's what's so exciting about this question. Even though this question might feel a little scary if you ask, God, what's my role in your mission? It's incredibly exciting because you never quite know what God may ask you to do. We can never quite know. But our God is very loving. Our God is very whimsical. Our God is very joyful. He's gonna ask you to participate in something that is good and loving for your soul. Now, I'm so glad that Kylie shared what she shared. God is inviting her to participate in something that is good, not, a, not something that's, that's laborsome or heavy or taxing or a big drag. God's inviting her into something that's joyful and good for her. That's just exciting to ask about this question. Okay, a little GRX trivia question for all of us right now as we get into this question of my role and the unexpected that God might ask. So uh, could you put the next uh, question, Avalon? So I'd like a show of hands. I'd like you to uh, raise this up for you in just a second. So the question is, how many pregnant people do we have right now at GRX? How many pregnant people do we have right now at GRX? You can use one hand or two hands. I'm going to ask you to raise up on your fingers the answer to this question. All right? And I'm going to come out here a little bit and look at this for just a second so I can see. Think about it a little bit. Who do you know? You know? I do not want any names. Okay? Don't say, don't shout out names of people. Okay? <laughs> Okay. And like it might be news to some people. It's like, whoa, I didn't know. Whoa. Okay. So ready? How many pregnant people do you think we have right now? And everybody I want everybody to raise your hand up. Even if it's like zero, you don't really know. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Raise your hand up. Okay, I see four, three, I see two, I see seven, I see five, I see two, I see five, three, okay, three, okay, I see I, okay. That's great. Now, I'll just say, I believe that there are three pregnant people right now, okay? But, um, you know, only Jesus knows, really. 
for sure. Did you know? <laughs> yeah, if you want to talk to me about that after the service, you can talk to me about that. Did you know that in the mission of God, there were two very important pregnancies? There were two very important pregnancies. That there were two women that participated in the mission of God in very profound ways. It's recorded in the book of Luke. Luke chapter 1, you have Elizabeth, who was the mother of John the Baptist, pregnant, carrying John the Baptist. John the Baptist was developing in her womb. John the Baptist was the one who was born, and he was the one that was the herald, the forerunner to Jesus Christ. He was the one who said to all the people, prepare the way of the Lord. The Messiah is coming. Jesus is coming. That's John the Baptist. But his mother was Elizabeth. And then perhaps the most famous of all women was Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus. She's pregnant, participating in the mission of God. Now, in the whole encounter where Mary talks to the angel and discovers that she's pregnant and discovers that she's going to be carrying Jesus, the Messiah, She's like, how is this going to happen? I'm, you know, uncertain, perhaps fearful, not sure. And then at the end of this dialogue, Mary says these really profound things. Listen to how she participates in God's mission. This is Mary talking to the angel who told her that she was going to have the Messiah. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And then we know the rest of the story. It's a Christmas story. And then Jesus is born in Bethlehem, Savior of the world. This is Mary saying yes to participate in the mission of God, the salvation of the world. But it was completely unexpected. It was completely unexpected. I mean, Mary was expecting, but in an unexpected way. So that's what's so exciting about this. Your role, your role, what is that? And so the first point is really to be just like Mary and to simply be open. Be open to the way that God might invite you to participate in his mission. Be open. And it really could be anything. It really could be anything. It's God's reconciling work in the world. So I was thinking about this, what are other ways that it might show up? It might show up in family. It might show up with the nurture and care of your kids. That the participation in God's mission is that you love and nurture and care for your kids in such a way that they get that they're loved, that they get that God loves them, that they grow up into a relationship with God and Jesus Christ as their Savior, 
That that is your participation as a parent to love them. Do you know that your kids, they're the most important housemates you will ever have? Your kids are your most important roommates you will ever have. You know, your kids are actually just on loan to you for about 18 years, 20 years. And then maybe they'll go off to school and then they'll come back and then you'll have them for another 10 years or 15 years. <laughs> but they're, at some point, they're going to be on their own at some point. And they're going to be adults. And you will have discipled them. You will have modeled a Christ-centered life for them. You have invested in them. They're your most important housemates. Or maybe think about work, where you are in your workplace. You know, I do not believe it's an accident that you are working where you are. And I believe that God has you there for a purpose, for a reason. And we don't know what that is. And it might be different today or tomorrow. And a year from now, it might be different again. It's just open. Be open. Because God may call you to do something. And then it might, you know, you might not sense God calling you to do something for a month. And then all of a sudden, there's somebody, a coworker, that they're just on your mind. And you say, God, I'm open. Want me, what do you want me to do? And maybe God will say, hey, I just want you to go and ask that person, how's it going? And you participate in the mission of God by loving them through taking an interest in their life and listening to what's going on. That's what it could be. So be open. And that brings us to the second piece, the second point. And it comes out of Scripture. Be salt and light where you are which means not only be open, but be distinct where you are. Matthew 5, 13 to 16, Jesus teaches this. Jesus says, Matthew 5, 13 and 16, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world, A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good work and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Shine your light. Shine your light in the place where you are. See, a missionary is not someone that goes to a faraway place. It's not distance that makes someone a missionary. What makes someone a missionary is participation in the mission. If you participate in the mission, you are a missionary. That's what that is. So be light. And Jesus is not going to ask us something that we can't do. He's going to say, let your light shine. So let your light shine. Now let me um, pull out something else about this passage, and I'm going to do it with this illustration here. 
So I've got these little lanterns here, and I'm going to give the, they're kind of cool, they, pull, they flip on by pulling. So I'm going to have this down here, and I'm going to, I'm going to ask, I'm gonna, uh, could you hold one, please? Go ahead and just hold one right there. So you guys are safe, because now I'm going over here. So I'm going to ask over here, and I'm going to say, Steph, could you hold one over here? Okay. And then I'm going to go one over here. Okay. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask, you know, Karen, would you hold this one over here, Karen? <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, yeah, yeah, I saw Steph Curry do that really cool no-look pass to Duran. I thought I was going to do that. All right. So I'm going to just ask now, now, Steph, would you just stand out for a second here? Now, now, let's just say, so you got your light and you're shining it. So, now, let's say, um, like back here, I know this is not going to really work because Bun's wearing glasses, but let's say Bun lost a contact lens, right? Just like right now. It was like, oh, I lost a contact. So, what, what would you do with your light? What would you do? <laughs> right. Thank you. Okay, that was great. Can we give Steph a hand All right. That was great. Thank you. Now, we'd all be looking around, and she'd be bringing her light and shining it and bringing it all close and stuff like that. And then let's say we found it. And it'd be like, woohoo, we found it. And then what would we, what would, you know, what would we say? We'd say, hey, Steph, thanks for shining the light. Now, what we wouldn't say is we wouldn't say, oh, light. Thank you, light. Thank you, light, for shining. No, we would thank Steph. We would thank Steph, right? That's what this verse says. In the same way, let your light so shine before others so that they may see your good work and thank or give glory to who? To your Father who is in heaven, right? So we don't have to worry about, like, you know, like all this weird stuff, like, you know, people thanking us too much, you know, because we're just the light. We're like the light. And Steph, to carry this further, is like God. In that we would shine our light so that then people would thank God. People would thank God. Now, you guys with the lanterns, if you want to, you can keep holding on to that, and that's fine. If you want to close it, fine, your choice. Um, so, that's it, right? Be salt and light where you are, that people might give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And it doesn't need to be spectacular. It doesn't need to be monumental. You don't need to be the Messiah. Jesus is already the Messiah. We just need to be open and be faithful to be salt and light. That's the second piece. Now, I loved, I'm going to show you guys a, a short video, it's about four minutes, of um, a guy named Jay, he's in Texas, and he himself was challenged and felt called to participate in God's mission by loving his neighbor. Simply loving his neighbor, which sounds kind of cool, but kind of scary. And so you're going to just watch him as he loves his neighbor. So, Michael, if you could show that video, please.
the idea of going and meeting my neighbors, I don't put priority. I've never put priority on it. The biggest barrier would be time. At the end of the day, it feels like there's nothing left. I'm tapped out. Both me and my wife have full-time jobs, and she's taking classes. Uh, aside from that, I do part-time work for Uber, driving uh, people around. Then we have four kids. So there's band practice, there's after-school activities, there's birthday parties, the things that they want to do with their friends. Also, I help my mother run errands throughout the week. Then there's a whole other list of activities and friends that we support in our community. We are extremely busy. Hey, man. We've been challenged to see if we can find time in our busy schedule to meet our neighbors. What do you think we can do? I think it's a matter of just everybody's being outside. Well, during the week seems completely out of the question. Monday is just that all around hectic day, Tuesday, school. school, Wednesday. We usually take that day to fill in stuff that we're already too busy to do on Monday and Tuesday. On Thursday, I'm in school. In school. And Friday. It's family night. All right. Tonight, it would normally be a family night. You know, we would relax, you know, order pizza, but we're gonna go outside with the family. If we see people in the neighborhood, we're gonna introduce ourselves, try to get to know our neighbors. Okay, right here. Good job. To not bother people, to not engage people. It seems as though the world has changed in such a way to where that's normal now. How's it going? How y'all doing? My name is Jay. I live right over there, 3504. Just come and introduce myself. I believe in a, in a God that asks us to go above and beyond what the normal person might, I think I owe it to reach out. The results might be shocking. Well, if you ever need anything. Oh, same here. Y'all need something to yeah. come in locker or something. Appreciate that. All right, Dave. I probably made it a big deal in my head, but in reality, it was really simple. Hey, how's it going? Mind if I come up? Oh. My name is Jay. Jay Lamar. Loving my neighbors it really means, you know, treating the people around me the way I would want, you know, to be treated. Hey, so if you ever need some help or if you ever just want to hang out, you know, extend the invitation, you know, to come hang out. You know, it's Jay, you know what I'm saying? So, just Even though we're very busy, it was worth it. I feel like I actually established a vibe with those guys that I didn't have before.
9. So just to recap where we are, just to be open. Jay was just open. And then to be salt and light where we are in our different neighborhoods or in our workplaces. And then the last thing, the third thing, is to remember that you are not alone. That you are not alone. The same way Jay is not alone when he's walking on the street. That is Christ in you. The light of Christ in you is shining out. You know, our verse for this whole ministry year is Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. So you're not alone when you do this. Christ in you. And this is what I love about this verse that reminds us in the New Testament. In Colossians 1.27, it says this, To them, as to the saints, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles, the non-believers, are the riches of his glory of this mystery. The mystery is salvation. The mystery is Jesus. The mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So just summarize the teaching. The teaching that I'd like you guys to get out of this morning is basically these three things. The question, what is my role? When we ask this question, one, be open. Might be something unexpected. Two, be salt and light where you are. Might be very simple. And three, that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You're not alone. Now, I opened with this question, um, what is my role? It's an application kind of question. Um, You ask yourself, what is my role? And so the way that you could ask this is, how do you see yourself, insert your name, participating in God's mission? How do you see yourself, put your name in there, participating in God's mission? 